You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Well, healthy alive. Um, doing well. I'm actually glad to have the equipment. I've uh-huh. been waiting a while for it. New, new equipment, yeah. And it's... Uh... Well, it, 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 I've had the mic for a while. The problem was the, the mixers were back-ordered. Like, the, the, the system I needed to run the microphone, um, apparently a lot of people have been buying it because um, COVID. Everyone's uh, working from home. Yeah. So. Thankfully, I got mine before everything went to hell in a handbasket because these are no longer available. Uh, they're uh, they're quite popular, uh, especially with people doing podcasts now from home. People wanting to do home and portable studios. These are fantastic to do that mm-hmm. with. So, um, yeah, that kind of yeah. become hard that, to come by. Thanks to the taxpayer, I was able to afford this. Yeah, it's funny because that 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 same thing is going to cost you. Uh, what was it like? Seven thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Seven grand. Yeah. Bruce is talking to you on a $7,000 microphone. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Which it's not actually that much, but because of uh, the cost of, of that stimulus, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes time to get things tuned in. So if things sound a little off for a day or two, uh, then that's what it is. I mean, you know, we get new equipment. You got to fiddle with it. You got to get everything right. Because mm-hmm. it would be one thing if it was just a mixing board with like the dials, but this new stuff, like the new, new stuff, it's all digital, all of it. Yeah. So all the frequencies and everything, you have to tune it by hand with, you know, with a little tiny touch screen with like slider switches and, and you have to do all this stuff with uh, software and stuff. You have to tweak it now. And so it's, it's a lot more complicated than what it used to be. I'm still stuck on the, I mean, give me a bunch of like uh, RCA plugs and some speaker wire and, and a couple of, uh, yeah, couple of units and, and some speakers and I can figure yeah. this stuff out in no, in no time flat. But when you start throwing in like USBs and, and software and mix, you know, digital mixing boards and all that stuff, it gets really, really confusing. So you got to you got to relearn all over again. But once you get it dialed in, uh, there's nothing better. I mean, it's just like it's just like having a honestly, it's like having a multi-million dollar studio right in your house. Uh, it's very nice once you get it tuned in. Anyway. All right. Did you watch the speech last night? So I got the timing wrong. Uh, I was go- actually going to watch a live stream of it uh, with some commentary. And um, the, the time that was given was in Eastern and it, that wasn't announced when I seen the ad for it. And uh, so I thought, well, these people are out of the central time zone. So I figured they're they're going to post times out of central time. Uh, no, it was East Coast time. So I was an hour late. So I got the last like 10, 15 minutes of the speech. Well, you really didn't miss anything. Um, according to the ratings that are out today, 11.6 million people watched Biden's speech last night. 11.6 million. To give a point of reference, the first State of the Union address that Donald Trump gave, 48 million tuned into that. And Trump's wait, wait, lowest. Wait. That, that can't be right. This is the most popular president in American history. Right. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We're going to go over some of those numbers online here in just a minute because uh, I have them. Now, that's going by TV ratings, okay? So you probably think, well, okay, a lot of people have been cutting the cord over the years, so they've probably gone online to watch streaming services. Okay, I got those numbers too. I, I got those numbers too. We'll go over those in just a minute. So 11.6 million, to, to give you an idea, 48 million watched Trump's speech, his first State of the Union address. His lowest rated speech that he gave while he was in office, Donald Trump, was 37 million. Okay, now... <laughs> You say, okay, all right, that's and that's that's fair. Maybe a lot of people have canceled their cable subscriptions. Okay, I get it, or satellite subscriptions or whatever. I understand because those things are horrendously expensive and you really just get a bunch of crap on them, right? So why not just take an internet package or watch from your phone or something like that and, and you can watch at the online services because all the streaming platforms had them, right? All the YouTube channels carried them. So let's look at some of those. I have nine of the top... YouTube channels that carried his speech. Let's take a look at this. So let's look at, first and foremost, CNN. Okay, 
Let, let's look at CNN. How many people were watching on the CNN stream? Okay, now mind you, they have 12 and a half million subscribers, okay, on, on the CNN channel on YouTube. Now, these are just YouTube statistics I'm looking at. 44,480 people tuned in to watch Joe Biden's speech. That was the height of it on their CNN's YouTube channel, okay? Out of 12.4 million subscribers. The number of likes you got were 2.1 were 2100 the number of dislikes you got were 5.9 thousand hmm. that's on cnn's but, channel but he's the most liked president in yeah. american history yeah he's he is the most popular president that has hmm. ever been elected to the white house so let's look at the uh, white house I, go ahead real quick the, the live stream i was going to watch uh from the sounds of what cnn's numbers were it sounds like all the major alphabet organizations put together didn't equal out to what this um, person had. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a mistake. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a mistake. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. got to be some kind of a, a data mm -hmm. error somewhere or something. Yeah, Russian hacking error. or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Algorithm was broken. I'm not sure. I'm sure mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because, I mean, he's the most popular president ever. The official White House page, the excuse me, the official White House channel on YouTube, 1.9 million subscribers to the channel. 43,263 people tuned in and were watching it live at the height. 4,700 likes, 12,000 dislikes. That's that's pretty rough. That, that's pretty rough. OK, uh, yeah, let's let's look at Fox um, News. Why didn't Google have those dislikes disabled? I mean, we, we can't have that image know. out there. This is the most liked president in American history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it, what did they say? It would it would affect the content creators uh, attitude or, or something like that. I'm not sure. Mental health or something. Yeah, like mental that. health. Yeah, yeah, it's not inclusive mm -hmm. enough or something like that. So let's look at Fox News. Okay, let's go a little bit more to the to the right or the center. I, I would argue they're in the center, but uh, okay. Fox News, 7.1 million subscribers to the YouTube channel for Fox News. 21,000 people were watching at the height of it. Of course, with Fox News, I I take this for what it is. 709 likes. 3,800 dislikes. Okay, that's Fox News. You can chalk that one up to Fox News. Okay, a lot of people, the Republicans, yeah, they watch Fox News. All right, fine. The Guardian News. Okay, London Guardian. Yeah, Guardian News. Let's take a look at them. They've got 1.7 million subscribers. They had a total of 2,100 people watching at the height of their broadcast of the speech. 93 likes, 249 dislikes. ABC. Let's get to the mainstream news networks. ABC News, 11.3 million subscribers. At the height of their viewership, 26,000 were all that watched, 2,400 of those liked, 5,600 of those disliked. NBC News, 5.4 million subscribers. Total number of people watching at the height of their broadcast, 10,678. 1,100 likes, 1,400 dislikes. Okay, that's kind of even. All right, 50-50 split. All right. C-SPAN, they've got, uh, they don't have quite a million subscribers. They're just under that a little bit. They had 22,500 people watching at the height of their broadcast, 1,600 likes, 5,300 dislikes. CBS News. Now, this is good because this, this one right here, actually, you know what? I'll save that. The White House's second channel, the White House's second channel, they have two channels, the White House's second channel, their second channel has 1.9 million subscribers. At the height of their viewership, you had 406 watching. On their second, it's a second channel. Okay, it's the second channel. You had two hundred and thirty-seven likes, and you had two thousand one hundred dislikes. That's the second channel. They they had more dislikes than they had. They viewers. had viewers. Yeah, people just tuned in to dislike and leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, CBS News, right? This let's look at their channel. They have three point six million subscribers. Three point six million. One thousand three hundred likes. Four thousand dislikes. Total of 16,000 people tuned in at the height of their broadcast. Okay. Now that's online see, it, numbers. Yeah, but the, see, that that's just Russian hackers, you know, the trolls going in and they're just Russian bots, you know, things right. like that. They're, they're just going in and, and hitting the dislike button. That has nothing to do with, you know, the, the most liked president in U.S. history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eight, 81 million people voted. Is that, is that right? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. 81 million people. And you know something, when he was talking about Putin, you know, when, when he was talking about Putin, when he when he said that he was going to tell when he was going to teach Putin who was boss. Yeah. When he was going to tell. I mean, listen, listen to this. Listen to this stern warning he gave Vladimir Putin. Listen to this. But I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek ex ex excuse me, escalation. Uh-huh. Well, well said, Mr. President. Yes, very well said indeed. So let's look at CBS, right? CBS, they put out a poll 
after this was over. Now, we just went over all those numbers, right? It's, and those, those numbers, I mean, as far as I know, they seem to be accurate. They've pretty much held true through this entire thing. 85% of people that were polled said that they approved of Biden's speech. Mm, approved. Looking at some of the, um, we haven't talked about the content of those, uh, uh, of the speech, but just skimming over the headlines, we had January 6th is the worst riot. Uh, it's the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Civil War, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, we, we had assault weapons have to be banned, uh, claiming it worked before when they did it. No, well, that kind of follows along the line. CNN put out a headline yesterday that said that the State of the Union was going to showcase Biden's moderate radicalism. Um, if you take note of um, every president after they've done uh, the speech, they, they addressed Congress, watch who they go and shake their shake hands with afterward, like immediately right after. I don't think there was anybody there. I saw a, a photo. The only person well, that was there. I mean, hell, Ted Cruz fell asleep. Uh, Chuck Schumer mm. was was slashed. I mean, the son of a son of a gun might as well have been in a uh, a recliner in the front row. Mm. Usually, there's 1,600 people that attend, so it's usually the the representatives and their guests and whatnot, and the, yeah. so it's about 1,600. Um, people receiving honorable awards, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was about 200 people in attendance there. In fact, it was so small that at one point you actually heard a, a cell phone alarm go off in in the crowd, but. If you watched who he goes and shakes hands with afterward, right immediately after and kind of mingles with Bernie Sanders, Maxine Waters, Pelosi, all the ones on the left that are the extremists, he goes and, and mingles with them immediately afterward. If you look at like um, President Trump, for example, who did he mingle with? The crazy right radicals, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, freaking what, what the Schumer, not Schumer. Uh -huh. uh, not Schumer, the other one. Yeah, the other one. Uh, Turtle. Rand Paul. Turtle. Not not Rand Paul, the turtleneck guy. Uh, 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 Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Thank you. You made me think. Yeah. You made you made me yeah. think of of the gobbler. Yeah. yeah, yeah turkey yeah. neck. Yeah. Turkey neck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a CBS poll, which claimed eighty five percent of Americans <laughs> embraced Joe Biden's joint address speech. Is that what you want to call it? A joint address speech. There was no one there. there was no one there. He was must, giving a speech to an empty hall. I must not have been one of the ones polled because uh, that percentage because I, I never was I wasn't polled. They polled 943 people out of the 943, 169 of them were Republicans. There's your 85 percent answer. Oh, hmm. yeah. OK, so majority of Democrats approved of the speech. Go figure. Democratic president. Yeah, they polled 510 Democrats and 169 Republicans. They added 235 independents to the methodology, which also usually lean to the left independents yeah. do yeah uh and a further three percent were not identified those are probably people that told them to get stuffed when they answered the phone which that's what i would have done so yeah they they put it out uh viewers of and i'm looking at this uh cbs news poll YouGov views of biden speech among speech watchers 85 percent approve 15 percent disapprove do the numbers that i rattled off before that does that sound like 85 percent approved i'd say I'd say the latter. I, th I think they have the numbers flipped just a little bit. As a matter of fact, I think that they're still exaggerating. I think you had less than 15% that actually approved, and you had more than 85% that actually disapproved. That's what I think you're looking at here. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure the numbers are, are totally accurate um, based on their pool that they uh, interviewed. You know, like you said, the pool that they interviewed is um, mostly Democrats. So, yeah, I mean, uh, among, well, among those polled, that's probably... Accurate, but if you're if you're looking at an accurate poll for Americans, the elite uh, are are so far off from what Americans actually believe. Uh, they're in a completely different country. Hell, I don't even know that they're on the planet anymore. They're they're like on Mars or something. With, with how different um, what what we desire as Americans versus what the elite think we desire. So, yeah, OK, I, I don't buy any of that stuff. I mean, I'm looking at the actual numbers of people that dislike this stuff. I've never seen dislikes. And of course, there, when, when people were calling this out, there was a massive dislike campaign that they said was going on uh, on purpose. But no, no, that's public opinion. That's real public opinion. That's the free market of ideas right there. That's what that is. That's the populace looking at those of us that care. That's us looking at this fraud, this sham and calling it out for what it is. It's the same thing when you look at the World Economic Forum on YouTube. That's why you can't find any videos of the World Economic Forum, because the algorithm shows those videos by the people that actually like. The higher you have the like count, then the, the more that 
channel and that video are going to get boosted. So it's going to pop up in your recommended. You never get those in recommended. They never show up the ones you're looking for because we want to go over that stuff. I want to go over that stuff. I have to go in and I have to fight the algorithm in YouTube. Bruce has to fight the algorithm in YouTube to dig out the videos we try to do a report on, but we can't find them because the algorithm, there's so many dislikes to these people's agenda that the algorithms actually delist the videos. So we can't find them. That's the problem. It's the same thing when you have, it's like a shadow ban, but the algorithm does it, right? It's the opposite of it. That's what happens. When I went in and tried to find uh, something from the World Economic Forum, I had to type in specifically what I was looking for, specifically, because that's the only way it would show up, because it was delisted. There were 500 likes on the video, and there were over 17,000 dislikes. That's a delisted video. It's not going to show up. So it's not going to get put up there. This is why YouTube is removing the dislikes. So you'll only see the likes. Yeah, the, the other thing with, um, with with these things, depending on what the video is, it, 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 it's also the fact that YouTube is pushing forward content that they want you to see. So the content that you're searching for, it's being washed out because it's being shadow banned because of, you know, the algorithms or because it's not the preferred content uh, that YouTube wants you to see. So you can go on there and watch conservative podcasts on YouTube, which there's only a handful of now because all of them are being banned. I was say, but, I think they've all been banned, haven't they? Except for like two or three. Yeah. Tim Pool's still on there, but I wouldn't call him a conservative. He's. I, I think there's 17. I think is uh, what I uh, the number I heard recently. Like that hits. fairly well known that are that are on there now. There used to be like 30 some that were well known, and they're all they're all they've all been banned now. Um, I'm but, actually. I'm waiting for uh, the last the last big one that I, that's on there is uh, well uh, Joe Rogan has some of his stuff on there uh, but I would again I would argue that he's not a conservative same thing with Tim Pool Tim Pool's not a conservative and I actually I like his stuff I, I really like his stuff he does some good stuff Tim Pool does but he's more on the left but he doesn't identify with the modern left he's a he's a classical liberal type but he's he's not this uh, this loony woke type as a matter of fact he spends all of his time on his program denouncing that kind of stuff. He's probably, I, I would say he's probably physically conservative, but socially like the, the liberal. That, that's probably closer yeah. to what he is. Yeah, because he was he was all he was part of that um, at the time. He was part of that whole Occupy movement and everything until he mm -hmm. started to figure out that it was a sham. Uh, and it was it was run by the same people that are supposed to be opposing it. And he, he actually he told a story one time on his podcast. and I, I laughed so hard at it because it's so true. It is so true. There were a group of people that he was kind of in with like a circle of people. That's how they were at those Occupy protests in New York. And they decided that they were going to get on board with this project that one of these uh, one of these New York uh, hedge fund guys or something or, or something, they said, look, we've got some property. We've got some farmland in upstate that we're not using. We will happily donate it to your cause for your group of like 60, 100 people, whatever it was. And they said, well, we'll donate that. We'll, we'll donate to it. You can go out there. You can you can have it. We'll, we'll sign it over to you and everything. And they all decided they were going to load up and they were going to go out there, right? It was going to be great. They were going to produce all their food and they were going to uh, raise all their, you know, their, their sustainable habitat and everything. How long do you think those people lasted? How long do you think that happened? How, how long do you think that the, that that went on? Take a guess. Uh, less time than Chaz. A whole lot less time than Chaz. Less than a week. Less than a week. I think he said total it was like 10 days because... They just couldn't get it through their heads that because they're down there in New York and they're complaining and they're bitching about all oh, they, you know, all this, this concrete jungle, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's natural and everything's, you know, nothing's vegan and everything. But they get out there and they realize, wait a minute, you have to wake up at 430 in the morning to go deal with the animals. You, you have to wake up at, at, at this time before while well, it's still dark. And wait a minute, you don't get to go to bed until until 12 uh, that's living on a farm, Jack. That's how that works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Farmers don't stop working. You're working seven days a week, 365 days a year. The animals can't feed themselves. You have to do it. That's the point. Same thing with the crops. The crops don't take care of themselves. You don't just plant a tomato and tomorrow a tomato comes up, you idiots. That's not how it works. There is a very long, tedious, detailed process to bring bread to fork. 
It's not as simple as just going to the store and picking it up off the shelf. God, I wish it was. That's as ridiculous as going to your faucet and turning it on and water comes out. Or you flip your switch and electricity just comes out. Yeah. Idiots. Idiots. Absolutely insane. Anyway, I don't know where we were going with that, but we're not scripted. So, I mean, I guess that's the point. Okay. Yesterday, we talked about what happened in uh, London, and they're calling for another one. And of course... Europeans are wanting to travel, but no, 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 that that COVID, that pesky COVID is just everywhere. And we've, we've got to do these passports to keep everybody safe and, and, and everything. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to go out there. You're going to get some useless passport. And when I say useless, you can say, oh, no, 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 I'm going to get to travel until they turn the trains off, until they turn the flights off. Then what are you going to do? Until there's no oil and you can't fill up your car, then what are you going to do? See, they're just using that to get all you suckers back in because because you have a movement that is building, and I mean building, across Europe, and it is an angry movement at these governments. They're not going to let you travel. That's not how this is going to work. You don't get your freedom from a government that wrongfully stole it from you. You want freedom, you've got to take it back. They don't give it to you. They, they don't give it to you like a, like, a, like a dog treat. That's what they're treating you like, by the way. So- the movements that are building across Europe. We talked yesterday about France just a little bit. When I started looking into what's going on in France a little bit more today, I'm pretty sure that that's a load of bull. And the reason I say that's a load of bull, and I can't play it because it's in French, uh, so the listener wouldn't understand it. But as I'm watching what's going on today, I think that's a I think that's a a thing to to frame up Marie Le Pen and the Front National, which is the party that just about beat Macron last time around. She was I don't really like the policies that they have, but. Um, Let's face it, they're the opposite of what you've got. Uh, and people are looking for a radical shift because because they didn't allow the pendulum to shift back the other way to form a balance. And this is what Marty's talked about for a very long time here. You didn't allow that balance to take place. And now you're going to have that pendulum violently shift back to the other direction. And there's not going to be any check on it. They're taking steps now to try and frame up the opposition before the election happens. There is a French election coming in 2022, same time that we have midterms in the US. And of course, the main front runner to take on Emmanuel Macron is Marie Le Pen in the Front National. And of course, the Yellow Vest protests are behind that as well. So you, you know where this is, you know where this is going. Now, all of a sudden, you have this letter that comes out by retired generals and 1500 active duty officers. Huh? OK. Uh, and all of a sudden they say, well, uh, your poor handling of this, there's going to be a civil war if you don't stop. All right. Um, I'm just curious, what other nation right now besides France of course, now France has a reason to. But what other nation besides the besides France is doing a military purge at the moment? Any any guesses as to which one that is? That's America. That's the U.S. They're in the process of doing that as well, because, no, we can't have anybody standing up for national principles. We can't have anybody standing up for national pride. We can't have anybody standing up for traditional values and culture. No, see, under the Great Reset, all that has to go away. All that has to go away. So they're stomping out any possible opposition, possible opposition. When you have a Marxist revolution taking place in your nation, what did I say? What did I say last week? You will have possible opposition stomped out, possible, every time in history that happens. So who comes out in France to say that everything that these military officials did is is a credible threat and it must be taken seriously. Most people wouldn't even know this, but I remember this individual very well because he was the most idiotic out of the last French national debates when you had Marie Le Pen and Emmanuel Macron on stage. I watched the French debates. Those are very important. I know that, that doesn't seem very interesting to most people around the world, but the French elections are very important. Same thing with the German elections or the English elections. Those are very important. Those are key countries. We need to be keeping an eye on what happens in those countries. The person that was saying that this is a credible threat and it must be taken seriously was the leader of the French Communist Party. And of course, he is on board with the French defense minister, who is saying the same exact thing as him. Now, oddly enough, right on time, right on time, as that comes out this morning, as that comes out this morning, right on time, you couldn't have called this better. You couldn't have called this better. It's almost like they knew. It's amazing. It's almost like they knew. There was a <clears throat> death list. I'm doing the air quotes. Death list that just happened to show up this morning. Happened to show up this morning uh, of German members of parliament. And now there is an investigation that's been launched. And the police have warned. Now, the police just discovered this. They, they just discovered this. Just It just happened. And they just found it. 
And it's a good thing they found it, too, right? Because, I mean, you, you, you don't want stuff like that building, right? The police have warned lawmakers who voted in favor of the new COVID-19 law, lockdown law, of a death list that is circulating online, a death list. Now, a document has been created by, this is what they're reporting, an individual that lists names of MPs who backed it. Okay, now, that just an individual, that's all they say, of course. I mean, they, they don't, yeah. Of course, if they knew who it was, then you can bet that they'd probably go get him. But, you know, obviously, they, they don't know who it is because they probably just made it up. Just like the, you remember the car that, that tried to drive into Merkel's office? Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turned mm-hmm. out to be the same car that those sorry idiots used back in 2014. Yeah. They're trying to get people to respond. They're trying to provoke the populace into a response, a violent response, so they can crack down and they have an excuse to crack down. They, they are right on the edge of wanting martial law, but they can't do it. They can't do it. They can't pull the trigger. They want to feel justified in what they do. It's not enough for them to just go out and do it. It's bad enough they're doing everything they're doing now, but they want to feel justified in what they're doing. And they can't. They can't. They're no more justified. They're, they're no more extremists right now than you had Islamic terrorists under every couch cushion in the United States after 9-11. They didn't exist. They didn't exist. That was the big lie. That was the big lie to get you to get you sucked into it. This is pure, pure, unadulterated, 110% propaganda to get you to go out there and do something stupid. That's what that's meant to do. And of course, the interior minister over here says that the matter has to be taken very seriously. It has to be taken very seriously. Now, there are similar lists that are now appearing online in other places. Of course, they don't say where, but they they have credible evidence, right? Just like Russia. Yeah, in the US, that was credible evidence. They have to be taken very seriously, very seriously. And of course, now all of a sudden, you notice that the, the more these governments stomp on your rights, the more that people from behind uh, walls, I might add, they stomp on your rights, the people get mad, you stand up, you're called a terrorist, and then they're all of a sudden the victim. You notice that? You know how that works? Problem, reaction, solution. Back to this again. They create the problem, you react to it, they have the solution. The same people that gave you the problem. Everything works in a circle. This is no different. They're hated, but they're the victim at the same time. It's ingenious if you think about it. But the average person out there is too busy. They're too busy. They're too focused on on whatever else. They think that they're going to go out and they're just going to take something and that's going to fix it. Do you know, I heard, I heard, I I don't understand this. I'm still, I'm still, I don't get it. A double doctor, a double, did you hear what I just said? A double doctor degree holder, double, said, if we were all in America, we would have all been vaccinated by now. How on earth? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How on earth? And, and I, ju- I just shook my head. How on earth do you reach that? How? What what country? What uh, here? nationality was this right person? Here. Was it right there? here. There. Yeah. Spoke spoke um, to me right here. Pretty sure Germany has a higher ratio than we do. Um, I, I think they have a higher vaccination ratio than than America. Or it's it's about the same. Um, it, it's it's I think it's in the range of sixty eight percent, roughly. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't think 68% is 100%. I I mean, last time I checked, I know math is racist and everything, but last time I checked, 68% is quite a ways away from 100%. I mean, you you still have 32% to go. So yeah, but they're they're all saying now that there's this giant third wave everywhere. And if you you know, I want to I want to go back, I want to play a clip of Boris Johnson. We played it yesterday. I want to play it again, because I caught something on it this morning that I didn't catch yesterday. And it's quite interesting. Anyway, so yeah, you have to take that seriously now with with the government here. And now, and of course, they have to uh, investigate the anti-lockdown movement uh, and the calls for uh, ending the lockdown. They have to investigate that now. Uh, and all all aspects of that have to be investigated because, you know, those are those are terrorists. You know, you're, you're going to you're going to kill somebody uh, if, if you go out there. Now, now, if you just want your life back, then you're a terrorist. That's that's what it is, because they know better than you. Anyway, I want to go back. I want to since I'm talking about it, I want to go back. I want to play this clip of Boris Johnson yesterday. Now, we played it of him. He was talking about, uh, and again, this this goes to the the point that I'm making here about vaccine passports, and you think that you're just going to take something that's going to fix it, and you're going to get back to normal, and you're going to get to travel. No, no, no. That's not how this works. You don't bend a knee to this, and it goes away. You give in to this, it gets worse. They double down. They double down again and again and again and again and again and again and again until you stop them. That's how it works. They're not just going to go away. They have too much power and they love it. They're not going to give it up. But let's listen to Johnson. Yesterday, this is a clip we played yesterday of him talking about the bodies stacking up in the streets. 
And he says that will happen before there's a third lockdown. Okay, right. That's that was what he was asked about. But that's not the part that stood out to me. But listen to this. He's talking about vaccines and and going over numbers and all that stuff, just like the rest of these useless politicians do. Right. But let's listen to this again. Listen very carefully. I will stop it right when can, can we stop that right when he says what I'm what the point I'm trying to make. No, uh, but uh, again, I think the important thing I think people want to uh, us to get on and do as a, a government is to make sure that the, the lockdowns work and uh, and uh, they have. And I really pay tribute to the people of this this country, this whole uh, country of ours that that have really pulled together and working with the vaccination program, we've got the disease under control. I mean, the numbers of deaths, the number of hospitalizations are currently very low. That doesn't mean that we've got it totally licked. It doesn't mean that COVID is over. Uh, we've got to be realistic about that. It, uh, it, unfortunately, there probably will be another wave of the disease. But I think that the vaccination program has now been so massive. 33.6 million people vaccinated. The 44-year-olds now coming forward uh, to be vaccinated. I think uh, 95% of, of people over 15 already offered a, a jab. We've built up what I think are some pretty robust fortifications against the next wave. Right there. Fortifications against the next wave wave. You think that if you go out there now and it's a one and done or a two and done, you're sadly mistaken. They're going to come back at you with more. It doesn't end until they end. They have to be removed legally, peacefully, I might add, because now we're in this realm where you have to be very clear about what you're saying. This doesn't end. They don't end. They don't stop. They are at war and you're not. That's the disconnect. I, I keep saying that. I, I will say that until I'm blue in the face. They are at war. If you knew, and, and believe me, I'm not going to get into it, but if you knew the kind of numbers that they are talking about as far as, and I'm, I'm talking about behind the scenes, Gates and them, if you're talking, if you want to talk about the numbers that they want to get rid of people, you wouldn't believe it. It's, it's so over the top that you simply will not believe it. Basically, what we're seeing here is they're, again, telegraphing everything they're going to do. I mean, talking about the the second or, or third or fourth or whatever wave we're on now, the next fortifying for the next one, he's sitting there telling you, look, uh, we're not going to fully reopen again. We're going to shut down things again and we're going to do the lockdowns again. That That's literally what he's telling you there. And we, we have states here uh, in the U.S. that are saying, oh, by, by July, we'll be fully open again. Uh, July 1st, New York City says they'll be open again. No restrictions. Nope. I would say so. I don't believe that. But there's one caveat. We have a mayoral election coming up and Cuomo is in the crosshairs right now or was at least. He still kind of is for uh, uh, Republicans because of uh, the Cuomo. nursing home deaths. And Cuomo's in the cro mayoral elections. He's, he's governor. Is de Blasio up too? Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The mayoral elections on top of... Uh, oh, um, on top of the... Go Cuomo. Okay, I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was reading something on yeah. Fauci. I want to get to him mm -hmm. here in a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah, no worries. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, currently Andrew Yang is um, looking pretty good in the polls, um, which I'm actually... Um, I, I actually kind of want him to win personally, uh, because the, the left wants to do these kind of uh, UBIs all the time, so... Yang is one of the ones that was pushing for it the most. So let's get someone in that wants to do it and test it out on a local level, on a small scale, and see how well it does um, and, and see if they can sustain it. We know they can't, but let's do it. You know um, I and see no them. better. That's it. I, I want to see. You're not, you're not going to believe who this is. I, I, you probably don't even know who this is. Most people probably don't. But I can tell your hands are on the keyboard ready to look him up. I want to see, and I think he's running. I want to see Heshi Tischler run for mayor of New York. And I want him to make it. I want him to make it. The name's familiar, but I don't know who it is. He's been on several shows, and I believe he's actually going to run. I think he's going to run. I, I could be wrong. I think he might just be running for, for a council seat. But uh, honestly, I think I think he should run for mayor. Now, you can call me crazy, but I like the stuff that he says. I like the stuff that he stands for. I think he's 100% right on. And you know something? <laughs> when he stands up there, he was on some shows. He was talking about everybody that's in you know, city politics and stuff. He's like, he's like, we're, we're teaching. We're teaching our kids 
in back alleyways. We're teaching our, he says, I got parents. He's a, he's one of the leaders of his community. He says, I, I got parents that are teaching their kids by candlelight in basements because they're afraid the police are going to kick their door. And he says, it's not America. What the hell's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? He says, all these people that are in government, losers, losers, every last one of them. He runs for mayor. I hope he makes it. I hope he makes it. Heshi Tischler. Anyway, uh, dare I say, Fauci, right? Fauci's back out again. That, I, how many shows a day does this guy do? Every time, like every day, every day, I click on maybe one or two articles involving Fauci. I'm like, all right, should we cover this? Because he's saying this on this network, but he's flip-flopping on another network. Should we show the hypocrisy? No, it doesn't matter because we've done that a hundred times and we're beating that horse to death. So, okay, uh, he's on another show and then another show and then another show. And I'm like, he was just on a, a show like an hour before that. So what, does he just, does he get up and, and sit in front of a, a vanity mirror with like the big bulbs, you know, like a movie star and, and get his hair and makeup done every day and he just goes in front of the camera all day? Is that all he does? When's the last time this guy saw a patient? What, 20 years ago? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. When's the last time he was in a lab? Fauci's back out again. Again, I, uh, again, I, I should say, I shouldn't say again because he does it every day. He's out saying that the U.S. could begin seeing a COVID turning point in a few weeks. I thought that was two years ago or a year and a half ago. What the hell ever. I don't know how long it's been now. Turning point in a few weeks. Yeah, turning point in a few weeks. Uh, what, what is that? What, what is that? What is the turning point? He said on Monday that Americans should begin seeing a turning point in the COVID-19 pandemic within a few weeks. Well, that's good news, isn't it? That's good news. He says literally within a few weeks, uh, he says we're going to start seeing a turning around of the dynamics, not down to no infections. If you're waiting for the classic measles like herd immunity, that's going to be a little while longer before we get there. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. He says, but that doesn't mean we're not going to have a significant diminution. Uh, he uses these scientific words to make it sound like he's really intelligent uh, in the number of infections per day and a significant diminution of diminution in all of the parameters, namely hospitalizations and deaths. Really? All right. The CDC's come out with some new guidelines. Did you see the chart, Bruce? Did you see the cute little chart with all the smiley faces and the masks and the and the red, yeah. yellow, and and green uh, tags of what you can do and what you can't do? Yeah, like you're mm -hmm. a child. Did you see all that? It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible how stupid they think people are. It's incredible. Like like all of us are incapable of making any kind of a decision for ourselves. Uh, they give two sides, right? There's two columns. You have unvaccinated people and you have fully vaccinated people. And then, of course, in the middle, you have your activity. And then you have, of course, the fully vaccinated people. There's a green sticker by everything, by everything. Of course, yeah, by everything. Yeah, because you're doing what you're told. Yeah, you're doing what you're told. So you go out and you, you take this thing that's experimental and not approved. And yeah, you're doing what you're told because you're you're a good little sheep. Now, You'd you can still only have to wear a mask, though. Yes, yes, you still. Well, except for these four things, except for the, there's four things you can do that you don't have to wear a mask for. Uh, now, this is according to the, the new CDC guidelines, which he he called. He called, oddly enough, he said last week, he says, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that within a few days, you're going to see some new updated guidelines coming out by the CDC. Well, here they are. Here that it's a, does he have a crystal ball? Does he have a crystal ball? It's incredible. It's incredible, this guy. Now, what can you do without a mask? Only if you're fully vaccinated. Only if you're fully vaccinated. You can walk. Well, that's good. The government's giving you permission to walk. You can walk, run, or bike outdoors with members of your household. No one else. No one else. Just your household. Bruce, I can tell you're really happy about that. You can also... Ecstatic. Ecstatic, yeah. You can also attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated family and friends. Fully vaccinated. Only fully vaccinated. If they haven't been, then you can't do it. You can't do it at all. Um, I believe the First and Second Amendment says that I can. Just want to throw that out there. Now, here's where it gets really tricky. This is where it starts to get interesting. Now, you can attend... If you've been fully vaccinated, you can attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Now, now there's a stipulation to this one. That's if you're fully vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask. If you are unvaccinated, you can do that, but you have to wear a mask. What about dining at restaurants? What about that? Dining, dining at restaurants? Can we can we do that now? The illustrious saint of Dr. Anthony Fauci, can we do that? Can we dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households? Well, if you're fully vaccinated, then yes, you can. That's in an outdoor restaurant, not an indoor, an outdoor, mind you. Now, you can do that without a mask. That's fine. Now, if you are unvaccinated, then that is less safe. That has yellow square next to it. And you have to wear a mask. What about this outdoor activity? Attend a crowded outdoor event like a live performance, a parade or a sports event. By the way, 
How many people died because of that um, Texas Rangers game that was 100% capacity a couple of weeks ago? Well, we don't know because the numbers haven't come in yet. We, 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 right. We, um, right. That, that yeah, Neanderthal it, thinking. Down time. Yeah. yeah, that Neanderthal mm-hmm. thinking yeah, it takes, takes time. If you're fully vaccinated, you do have to wear a mask, according to the CDC. That's a green square, though. So that's that's OK. You're, you're OK. If you are unvaccinated, that is a mask and a red square. You're not allowed to do that. You, you can't you can't do that. You see where this is going? Oh, yeah. 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 14 days flat in the curve, buddy. We're going to turn it off, turn it right back on. Yeah. Yeah. Trump stepped all in this. Yeah, this is a mess. Question on this one. So when it when it comes to vaccines, um, we know that you're um, still technically shedding virus for about a week or up to two weeks after you've taken the vaccine. What happens? What, what, what about the people that have gotten the vaccine and they've had it for months now? What about them? They're not shedding the virus anymore. What about so people that have had why? COVID, such as yourself or, or maybe mm-hmm. even me? I don't know if I had it or not. I know, I know that I was sick twice last year, one of which was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was down for over 10 days. So, But that was before all this hysteria kicked in. So that could have been anything. Hell, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, it, it's just it didn't feel any different than anything else I had. But it's sta- what about the people that have already had it? If you have a flu, if you catch the flu, I'm just saying as an example, if you get the flu, you don't run out there and get a flu shot. That, that's not how that works. If I get the flu and I've had the flu before, believe I had it one time in my life. It was God awful. If I get the flu, I'm not going to ask permission to to travel to, after uh, go, uh, to go get a flu shot after I've had the flu. Are you out of your damn mind? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And the populace, we the people say it's not going to happen either. That's why they're moving to stomp all this this resistance out. That right there should be a red flag in and of itself for anything, for anything. That doesn't matter. The fact that they're removing all opposition, that right there should be a red enough flag for you. That Forget all the rest of this stuff. I don't know if you want to get down into like indoor activities or any of that stuff. That's entirely up to you. But I, I do have a clip of Fauci. Do, do you want to do any more of this stuff? I mean, it's just more of the same. That's all it is. Yeah. Basically, it's just them gaslighting you again. We've said it before. Yeah, because you have to, to, even if it says fully vaccinated, just to to kind of sum it up, just to be fully vaccinated, everything else, even if you're fully vaccinated, according to the CDC, you still have to wear a mask for everything else. Everything. So it it doesn't even matter. So, uh, again... Why why would I go and get a vaccine when I have to wear a mask and socially distance and do all that stuff just the same as I would if I was unvaccinated? So wh- wh- why? Uh, th- 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 there's no there is absolutely no reason for for any of this. But hey, you know what, America you got what you deserve. I, 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 I hate to I, I hate to be that uh, blunt, but yeah, no, not just America, the Western world. Yeah, you, you guys, the, this, Canadians, is, this is what Europeans. you voted for. Yeah, yeah all of you. This is what you voted for. This is what you put into power. This is what you get. You know, I remember saying 10 years ago, I, I literally it was well, it's been over 10 years ago now. I remember saying back in 2000 and it was right around the end of 2010. I remember saying I said to people here, I said, you better arrest these people now. You better stop them now. And everyone laughed at me. Everyone laughed. At me. No, no. What are, you, what are you crazy? What are you some kind of extremist? What are you, you nuts? I said, you better stop these people now. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, because they're going to do something really stupid and they're going to get a lot of people killed. Here we are. Here we are. Now, now, those same people that were laughing at me, they're out there rolling their sleeves up, wanting to get the freedom back, thinking that's the only way. Foolish. Absolutely foolish. It's not how this works. That's not how this works. And the sooner people realize that, the sooner we're going to get out of this mess. So let's get into Fauci. Go ahead. Real quick. You don't get your freedom back by capitulating. Nope. You will never get your freedom back. You gave them this power. They're only going to take more. They're never going to give it back unless you take it back. So let's listen to Fauci. Now, of course, there's new guidelines on kids, right? There's new guidelines on kids when it comes to these new rules somehow with like masking. I'm sorry, any, anybody that masks their kids, you ought to be smacked. Seriously, you, you should be smacked. You, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're out there masking your kids. Do some research, you fool. You idiot. Anybody that does that to your, to your child, that is flat out child abuse. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. So let's listen to Fauci on uh, God knows what what network this is. Let's just, let's listen to this. And and whoever the stupid woman is who puts a mask on her young child, uh, that's just, she's insane. You know, it sets up a strange situation, especially when you start talking about kids. I'll tell you a story. I walked to pick up my little girl at the bus stop yesterday after the CDC recommendations came out. I took off my mask. I waited for her. There was no one else around. She got off the bus with her little mask on. She had to wear her mask. I didn't on the walk home. When are kids going to be able to take off those masks and play outside at the playground? 
You know, that's going to be the same thing that I mentioned a moment ago. It's going to be a situation. Well, first of all, kids will ultimately wind up getting vaccinated, but you want. Okay, right there, right there. Kids will ultimately wind up getting vaccinated. You hear that? Yeah. Uh, Again, hey, you know what? Western culture, Western world, you guys, this is where we're at. You you let you gave them the inch. Now they're going for the mile. So uh, they're 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 wanting to vaccinate the least vulnerable amongst us. In fact, when when uh, kids catch it, it is so mild that they don't even know that they're sick. But hey, let's vaccinate them. You know, Let, let's let's gin up more hysteria about this than polio or you know the bumps or whatever. Or like seriously, guys, those actually have long term side effects. Whereas COVID on a kid. Nothing. I mean, uh, you know, now, granted, there's been some edge cases where um, kids have died, but very, few. you know, statistically, that's very low. Um, so, all right, let's continue zero. on with this. Yeah, let's continue on with this. This is how sick these people are. Want to have some activity in that direction before they do? High school kids will likely get vaccinated as we get into the fall term, and children of any age will likely be vaccinated by the time we get to the end of the year. But let's not oh. talk about the end of the year. Let's talk about no, the no, immediate not, or intermediate future. When children are out in the community, when you have 30, 40, 50,000 new infections per day, they, they are unvaccinated now because children can't get vaccinated now. And for that reason, they are more at risk of getting infected because they are out in the community where there is a lot of infection. When the community level starts to go way down, the risks to everybody, including the children, is going to be dramatically diminished. But isn't it a weird situation because I'm not fully vaccinated yet? I can take off my mask and walk home. She can't. Like, aren't, doesn't that just point up that these CDC guidelines, there's some kind of disconnect if that's the situation? Well, yeah, what you're pointing out, you're, 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 what you're referring to, Savannah, is the top two uh not fully vaccinated that people can go out without masks. If you walk, run with members of your household, attend a small outdoor gathering, fully vaccinated with friends. Then after that, everything has a mask on it, as you're showing mm-hmm. correctly yeah. now on the screen. Yeah. So what you're work, asking, yeah. if you are on the left-hand part and you see unvaccinated people, walk outdoors with members of your household. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the wow. child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you can walk outside without a mask, but your child cannot. You hear this? You hear this? The state is telling you that you can't be responsible enough for your own child. Do you see how sick this is? This right here, this is this is inexcusable. Not not only can uh, are they saying that you're you can't be responsible, but they're cracking down again. I'm beating a dead horse. They're 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 cracking down on uh, the least vulnerable amongst us. And, you know, just a side note, they they talked about high schoolers there. I would have been one of the ones that told them to go um, F off. Oh, yeah. Throw me out. I'm serious. Throw me out. Yeah, I, I will not. I will not. Do you hear me? I will not. I, I don't care what you do. I, I really don't care. What, are you going to expel me? Yeah. You're taking kids' I mean, lives away from them anyway. I, I, I was just as bullheaded back then as I am now. So, so and I would have told them no, and I wouldn't yeah. have, you know. Yeah. But I don't really consider it, though. The more I think about it and I, and I look at where we are now, I don't consider it to be bullheadedness. A lot of people used to tell me, why do you have to be so bullheaded? Well, I have to be so bullheaded because I can think. That's why I'm bullheaded. I can think. I don't go along with the program because I actually stand for something. I stand up for what I believe in. That's not bullheadedness. That's standing up for what you believe in. Well, when I say bullheadedness, I just mean stubborn. Uh, and what I mean by stubborn is exactly that. You you, you believe in something you have, whether it's right or wrong, uh, you stand on it, you know, and if, if it's wrong and it, it's shown to be wrong, legitimately, not none of this... Um, well, I think you're wrong because, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the virus is so dangerous and, and, uh, no, no, I'm seeing some really cringe worthy videos coming out of these, these idiots going out there. Like it's, it's bad enough. The stuff we played yesterday, the stupid kid that was singing about Fauci, giving him vaccines or something. Yeah. How do you overcome this? How? The, the level of propaganda on this, and I, 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 hate, I hate to keep talking about propaganda. I've spent this entire week, I think, talking about propaganda because this is so 
unbelievable to me the level of propaganda. The level of propaganda that is being perpetuated on an unsuspecting populace is unlike anything I have ever encountered or even read about in history. This is unbelievable to me. And it continues. Like every day, I get more and more surprised. I'm still trying... Like this is... This is the other part that confuses me. I understand that people are being hit with this, the unsuspecting people. I, I get it. I understand that. And I, I think I had another thought today that uh, of why all this stuff might be, but I'm not going to talk about that on air because it's it's pretty bad. Uh, at least what I think is pretty bad, but I, I'm not going to go down that road. Not right now. But what perplexes me is how people are succumbing to this. That's what's perplexing me. I understand the propaganda. I, I see it. I understand how it's being used against people. I, I get it. What I don't understand is the people that were telling me personally in the beginning of all this, don't buy into all that hysteria. Don't don't believe all that stuff. Don't don't follow us. What, what's what's the matter with you? Don't buy into that. Don't listen to that. They're the same ones now that are out there that have the opposite opinion that are going out there getting lined up for this thing. They're the same people. And 18 months later, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, you're the one that told me not to get hysterical about it. I wasn't hysterical about a virus. I was hysterical about all the other people that were getting hysterical. The threat doesn't become the virus in a panic situation. It becomes other people. That was my concern. In the beginning, we were telling people to prepare, not because of a virus, but because of supply chain disruption, because of other people going out and panic buying. That's what we were doing. We had a lot of feedback on that. People thanking us for telling people to go out and get themselves prepared and it saved them. It saved them in times. You know, the big run on toilet paper and cleaning supplies. They already had all that stuff before everybody went nuts because we were the only one of the only ones talking about it. But all these people that were that were saying in the beginning stages, no, nah, don't worry about that. That's just nothing. That's that's the media. That's that's fear mongering. That's that's nonsense. Don't pay any attention to that. Now they're out there asking people, when are you going to get vaccinated? Why aren't you doing it? It's creepy. It's it's creepy. It's like it's like Scientology. It's really like it's playing out. And and here's the, the thing that perplexes me even more than that. The intelligent people. I mean, intelligent people, people that have have degrees in, in chemistry and uh, and in physics and in, in anesthesiology and virology and epidemiology. They're going along with this. How in the name of God is that even possible? How? You know, I, I keep thinking back. Do, do you remember that clip we played of Jim Caviezel? I think so. OK, I have it here. I, I want to play it again. And I understand, I think, I, I think I understand now what he meant when he was talking about the people that had the most to lose. I, I want to I listen to this again, because now th this is important. This is important what he said. He was talking to a younger generation of people, an entire auditorium full of a younger generation of people about all this corruption and this degeneracy and, uh, and everything that's going on. Uh, I want to play this. this. This is really important. All right, take a listen to this. I live very close to the Ronald Reagan Library. And um, here's a man, an extraordinary story. I, I put him up there with Abe Lincoln. He had to fight against one of the greatest evils that ever was that killed over 150 million people. If we put Mao, 60 million. Eastern Europe, behind the Iron Curtain. Our bosses, our leaders, collaborated with evil. They chumped up this word called detente, the coexistence of communism and capitalism. But, and we, yet freedom was losing. We were losing our liberty. We were losing. He, he said that, Reagan said that um, detente, Detente. Isn't that what a farmer does with his turkey all year long until Thanksgiving Day? What do we say to our brothers and sisters now caught behind their iron curtain? Give up your dreams of freedom now because in order to save our own skins, we're just too willing to make a deal with your slave masters? Do you and I have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay? There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. He would go on to say that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. But we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, 
and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. God bless you. I, I really don't even know where to where to start with that. That's um that's a hundred percent true. All of it. I feel like I'm stuck right in the middle of of what he said. He said history will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least. That's what I'm seeing. I, I understand history. I, I'm not a I'm not a professional in it. I'm not an academic in it or anything like that. But I, I study it because it, it fascinates me. It always has, at least for the last 10 years. But I look at history and, and I look now and and I'm seeing that astonishment. I'm I'm astonished by what I'm seeing. I understand recorded history and I see the people that have the most to lose are doing the least. They're doing nothing. They're going along with it. They're the ones that he's talking about that are fitting in. They're, they're trying to fit in. They don't know how to stand out. They're, they're not made to stand out. And so I, I guess I, I try to weigh that and and I look at what I see every day and I, I almost think that it's it's like what Marty said. He said, it's like walking around in a waking nightmare. You see what's happening. You understand what's happening and there's nothing you can do to stop it. You can't wake yourself up. You're stuck in it. And everyone else, it's like you're you're grabbing them metaphorically, I suppose, and and you're, or maybe physically, hell, I don't know. And you're shaking them saying, wake the hell up. And they just want to fit in. They want to fit in. Maybe that goes back to what you were saying, Bruce. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the piece that I'm missing is the stubbornness. If we were back in school now and this was there, we would say, take your mask and, and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. I don't want anything to do with that or you. Expel me. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm trying to to make sense of things and I'm not meant to make sense of them. Maybe I'm just looking at I, I'm trying to get everybody else to fit in and get them to stand out when that's not the case. It's me that's standing out because I don't fit in with with what they're doing. M maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Uh, you, you got any thoughts on that? I um mentioning school there. I would have welcomed uh, a challenge like this in school, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it it never it never really happened. It, it happened on smaller scales. But keep in mind that was like what fifteen years ago. Times were different fifteen years ago. Um, we were seeing a, a an acceleration a bit, but it was in the early stages of it. So life was, I mean, you know, the, the suburban life. It, it it it's pretty pretty. Um, I won't say easy, but simple, right? It, it wasn't uh, real complicated. Uh, with, with all the stuff we're seeing now, I, I think people are more willing to. I've had I have people in my life that are more willing to go along with basically the quote unquote rules or uh, the w whatever the narrative is to to just get through daily life, you know, capitulate with whatever it is, because, you know, it, it keeps them out of trouble or it keeps from rocking the boat or any of those kind of things. Right. Just just they want to lead they they, they want to lead a non-confrontational life. And uh, I'm I'm not about that. I'm sorry if you're doing something wrong. If you're doing something that is now, keep in mind when I say wrong, I don't I don't mean like illegal. When I say wrong, I'm also referring to anything that is against universal truths. If you're doing something that violates that, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not interested. I'm not going along with you. Go have at it. Jump off the bridge. I'm not following. I, I'm not I'm not going down that road because of that. They're trying to brand us as crazy loons, uh, extremists, domestic terrorists, whatever you want to call it now. And I'm concerned. I'm, I'm legitimately concerned that the American people are falling down this, not just American people, the Western culture is capitulating to this, that they're just, okay, we can go out there and protest and we go out there. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to change the way you vote? Are you going to really protesting is great. That's a good first step that that's a good way to try to get your voice heard. Right. But they're not listening. Um, they aren't listening. So what are you doing as far as 
um, that people standing up to do like lawsuits against this kind of stuff, uh, which we, we've talked about. There are some people that are standing up and have the degrees and the information and whatnot and are filing lawsuits. Are, are we seeing any kind of like, um, you know, coming up on the elections? How are you guys going to vote? With the elections, are you going to vote the the same as normal? You're you're going to try to go for the status quo. At this point, status quo is not good enough. At this point, we are so far down this hole. If you want to get out of it and you want your freedoms back, you're going to have to vote for those crazy right wing radicals. You're going to have to vote for the types that are like Ted Cruz, Rand Paul uh, here in America. If you want to get out of this, it's going to take extreme measures to get us out. And I don't mean extreme as in violent. I mean extreme as in like huge tax cuts, uh, huge cuts in government uh, and uh, like, you know, firing like the the, the um, TSA or the, you know, I'm, I'm talking like radical changes like that and getting them out of there and cutting expenses, cutting not, uh, all not this violent, nonsense that they're doing. Not violent. Extremism. No, 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 no. no. no that's not the way. That's not the way. Even even Barry Goldwater said extremism and the defense of liberty is no vice. That is not the way. That is not the way. That's playing into their hand. That's what they want. That's what they want. They want you to get violent. That's why they're pulling all this crap now, calling everybody terrorists and everything else that oppose them. They want you to get violent. Violence is not the way. There are other ways to fix this, and we need to figure them out. All right, that's all for today. Uh, we're out of time. So uh, thank you for being here. It's been... Uh, you know, we, what is it, Bruce? We get full houses one day and then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, same as it always was, right? <laughs> Back to the, just you and I. Yeah. Like I was, uh, I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, got done and said, somebody asked me, I said, are you done recording? I said, yeah. I said, how was it? And I said, it was really good. Yeah. Just you and Bruce. I said, no, it was me and Bruce and Marty and GP. Oh, when can we get it? Thanks for that. You know, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah appreciate like, like we don't matter. Yeah, we get you two all the time. Yeah, we're, we want the other <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. We're the usual hosts into insanity. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I am looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. And cut a little bit loose on the uh, on the exclusive for our Telegram subscribers. So, yeah, get signed up to us over on Telegram so you can get access to that exclusive. Also, you get access to our news feed. And uh, I'm literally seeing some things that are being posted right now over there of a hospital in India. Surprise, surprise. Guess what it is? Flat empty. <laughs> oh, you don't say. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You would have thought empty. that was the case. Yeah. Yeah, get signed up to us over on Telegram. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass us along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. That will do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. So we are going to be on the exclusive tomorrow for all of our Telegram subscribers. So be sure to get signed up to us again over there. For everyone else, have a great weekend. And we We'll see you on Monday.